Mike Ziegler, who just left the NTRA, has been hired by Churchill Downs to, quote, focus on and support the company's commitment to thoroughbred racing, unquote. Churchill Downs' commitment to racing. Boy, talk about a part-time job. <laughs> I mean, what's Ziegler going to do with the other 23 and a half hours of his day? In related news, the New England Patriots are hiring a guy to focus on their commitment to honesty and integrity. And welcome back to Lenny's Place. Hey, it's 2015. Let's see, what have we missed during our holiday break? Eh, pretty much nothing. We had the Eclipse Awards. Bayern not voted in the top two for Horse of the Year. How'd that happen? I'll tell you how it happened. The Breeders' Cup Classic has become absolutely irrelevant as far as Horse of the Year goes. The race was supposed to be the final exam, carrying the most weight as we grade horses. It's turned into a pop quiz. Since 2007, when Curlin won the Classic in Horse of the Year, look, look at what's happened. The next year, Curlin got buried in the Classic and still won Horse of the Year. 2009, Zenyatta becomes the first filly to win the Classic and loses Horse of the Year. 2010, Zenyatta loses the Classic and wins Horse of the Year. 2011, Drosselmeyer, who won the Belmont, wins the Classic and still loses Horse of the Year. 2012, 2013, Wise Dan wins Horse of the Year without having run in the Classic. And in 2014, Bayern wins the Classic and loses Horse of the Year to a horse he beat in the Classic. Hey, I'll tell you, the Classic's turning into the Rodney Dangerfield of horse racing. Aqueduct suffered a bunch of breakdowns a few years ago. Had a blue ribbon panel. The panel found the racing surface had absolutely nothing to do with the breakdowns. Fast forward to now, Aqueduct again is seeing too many breakdowns. And what are they doing? They're looking at the track surface again. How's this for an idea? Look at the horsemen and the drugs they're shooting into these horses so that the animals don't feel pain or display lameness during vet inspections. Let's make public the steroid injections that are allegedly being documented. Let's see if there's a correlation between the injections and breakdowns. Or we can just go on killing horses ad nauseum and blame the track surface. You know, trainer John Gosden is far more eloquent on this than I. Gosden used to be based in California, now he's back in his native England. He's won the Epson Derby, he's won the Breeders' Cup Classic, the Mile. He's seen this from both sides of the coin. Blood Horse's European correspondent Julian Muscat did an interview with Gosden for Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. I'd like to quote you some of Gosden's comments. I trained in America for 11 years and am conversant with using Butte and Lasix. I believe that medication administered on race day is a problem. If you allow it, you degrade and contaminate the breed. It is increasingly difficult to trust performances of horses because you don't know what they raced on. It's hard to call the Breeders' Cup a world championships when the horses who have no say in the matter 
have a needle put into their jugular vein the day before and again on the morning of the race. That is not sport. Quite frankly, it is immoral. Who says we don't get A-list guests here? Joining me today is the President and CEO of Keeneland. This is Mr. Bill Thomason. Bill, welcome to Lenny's Place. Thanks, Lenny. Glad to be here. Uh, glad to have you. Um, Keeneland is known so much for its tradition and you know, in fact, it was the last track to have our racetrack announcer. I mean, it really right. adheres to a lot of the old ways. In my 15 years in Kentucky, however, Keeneland is without a doubt the most innovative racetrack and company probably in the business. Track system, the infield tote board, digital, uh, keeping medical records of jockeys to help them in case of injuries, uh, high definition, all the signal out in high definition. Mm -hmm. Speak, perhaps for the people, for the viewers outside of Kentucky, speak to Keeneland as far as its belief in innovation and modernization. Uh, we're all about the industry. It's all we have to think about every day. Uh, how can we make the industry better yeah. for our fans, uh, for our participants? Uh, and you, you, you mentioned all the safety things that we do, our, our gate. Um, uh, the padding on the gate. We are starting now uh, working on the concussion, you know, which is important around the country. Mm -hmm. We're always trying to find these issues that, that are going to provide for the long-term benefit of the industry. Uh, so that, that culture of innovation yeah. has just been a, has been a part of what we do from the beginning. There's a lot of innovative things there. There's a lot of technology on our grounds. There's just so many different things that we're using and doing. So we want we connect with with our young fans. We connect, making it useful for our our horsemen who are there for the sales and different things and our our race day apps and all the other things that we do. But when you when you're there, we want you to have that sense of place. Yeah. We want you to really have a a feeling that it's someplace special. And there, there are going to be a lot of new people coming uh, for the bridge, which is exciting and be exciting for them also. But let me switch gears and talk about the uh, bluegrass stakes for a second because some of your uh, friends in the executive offices there probably have wanted to punt me across for sales road here for the last few years because I've kind of been outspoken in saying the bluegrass is you know kind of becoming irrelevant as far as a, a Kentucky Derby prep because of the synthetic service you just weren't getting the kind of horses the, the top dirt horses that go on to the Derby. Bluegrass this year back to dirt a million dollar purse up from 750, which more importantly though, moving it ahead a week in the schedule also to bring it four weeks out from the Derby. Tell me about, do you anticipate much more of a Derby buzz around the bluegrass this year and going forward? There already is a, there already is a much more of a buzz about it. Uh, when we first started talking about it, the, the anticipation, uh, I've had so many of our, uh, of our great horsemen uh, especially who have farms around here, yeah. who really want to come back. And they wanted to be here, but there were all of those things you just said, and the truth kind of hurts, Lenny. We weren't ever really mad at you, but, <laughs> because you, you know, it was, uh, it was the way it was. Yeah. You know, there were a number of factors. So it was the three weeks before, it yeah. was a problem, the yeah. surface was a problem, and, and being able to, we're proud of the surface, the, the safety, and we weren't going to do, make any more changes until we were convinced that we were going to, to have this new generation surface that was going to be safe for our, for our athletes, which we 
I feel very good about. Everything that happened in October tells us we got a we got a great racetrack. Yeah. We got a great surface. The horsemen loved it. The horses loved it. Um, and there's a there's a tremendous buzz about it because yeah. people want to come here. They, yeah, they want to come here and see their horses, see them racing uh, where they were born and raised. Uh, so the community's excited about yeah. it, and the horsemen are excited about it. And uh, we were talking about it on the this morning actually that what we're hearing from our horsemen now instead of being an option, uh, we're hearing a lot more of those horses that are targeting mm -hmm. the bluegrass. Mm -hmm. First time in nine years that that they really feel like yeah. they get to come back and, yeah. and uh, have this have a, a serious prep for the Derby here. So yeah. we're, we're excited. That's about a it. great thing. Th I think it's going to add a heck of a lot for the whole meet, probably. A lot of people, a lot of buzz at Sanity. Uh, how's Keeneland going to do it? How's Obviously, it's a different kind of facility. It's a smaller facility than, than a track like Santa Anita. How many people in your planning now will actually come through the gates and be there with a view of the racetrack come Breeders' Cup Around 40,000. 40 to 45,000. 40, that's right. Um, and that's with the 40,000 view of the track uh, up next to the facility. We're, we've had 40,000 there before, right. as you know. Uh, Big Saturday. Yeah. Big Saturday. But, but it was uncomfortable, and we know yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so what we've done is we've kind of spread that out. We'll have around 8,000 in these new facilities that we're building, the chalets and mm -hmm. what's going to be there through the bourbon tent. Um, and so we're going to take that maximum number that we've had and then spread them out and make it comfortable. So everything in there, everything's going to be ticketed. Um, every, every part of the facility, we're going to utilize the whole grounds, though. The, right. Speak to that. The people who don't get in the gate can still... They'll still have a great experience. We're, um, the hill has been just a great phenomenon. We're going to have big screen televisions on what we call the hill up by the entertainment center, uh, utilizing the entertainment center itself. Mm -hmm. The meadow, which is uh, where we have um, where we, uh, the hillside that's right beside the entertainment center, which will have a big screen television. Keeneland, by the way, has the nicest parking lot in the history of the world. But go ahead, that, that's where all of these things are that Bill's well, talking about. So there's, there's so many places that people are used to that they're going to be able to be there. Go, yeah. They're going to be able to be a part of the experience. Yeah. Uh, we've got the, the November sale, which happens the Monday after the Breeders' Cup's over. Uh, so the sales grounds are going to be set up so that people, when they're there looking at horses, and for our grooms and, uh, and consigners and, and people who are, are working and, and want to go back and forth even uh, to the races and to the sales to see all these great horses that are going to be in here, uh, we're going to make that incredibly convenient for them to be able to do. So there will be viewing options down in the, uh, in the sales grounds area, actually. Um, so a lot of different opportunities and a lot of different places, and it's going to be organized differently mm -hmm. than what it's been in the past. Uh, we, we've got great uh, transportation plans for people to, to be able to park in a couple of places, Cox Street downtown and the horse park, and come in on buses. And that's the way you're going to want mm -hmm. to come. Most important question, is there a seat for me in the bourbon experience? Oh, absolutely. Okay. There's going to be a lot of great places <laughs> you're going to want to be. Huh? Then they'll be the, we're kicking you out of the track experience, which comes after that. <laughs> may just be one of those places that you may see me hanging out. I've got to right. make sure that that's all done right. Well, we're very glad that you came and hung with us today. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, we want to thank Bill Thomason. We want to thank our viewers. We'll be back with you in two weeks. We're going to have some really exciting sponsorship news. I'm afraid you're going to be stuck with me for the next year. Uh, anyway, see you then. Thanks for dropping by Lenny's Place.